Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. We have an amazing guest, Becky Kuhlman, on the show today, who's going to tell us all about what we're putting on our body, what we need to know about what we're putting on our skin. Because as we're really cleaning up our act and getting better at what we put in our bodies and how we use our time, this is an area that I know I didn't know so much about. And it's been so great to learn more and more and more. And I learned so much even just by interviewing Becky today. So we're going to dive into that interview in one second. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Becky first. But before we do that, I have a really important announcement story. I don't know. So here's the thing. There was such a long time where I really wanted to buy into the idea that I should live today like there is no tomorrow. And there's something about that idea that's still so appealing to me. But the truth is that I never really did anything that was that daring or that extremely fun. Like I've had this great life, but even when I was really trying to embody that mentality, I didn't do things that much better than I would have done otherwise. What I did do, some of the things that came out of living that way was I ate some bad food. I made some bad food choices because my my brain was saying, you know, whatever, it's my last day. I'm going to eat whatever I want, right? I did that actually through my first pregnancy and it made it really hard afterwards. And I also have done this in the area of money, which caused me to rack up some debt, which over the past couple of years I've gotten, I put on my big girl pants and I've been doing a lot of work around, but it's taken some effort. And I've really been thinking about this just, you know, in all the different aspects of my life and thinking that, you know, the thing was, I just never paced myself with this mentality. I would go, go, go. And then at some point I couldn't go anymore. And that was especially true once kids came along and I would just sort of collapse or hide or go away. And I'm not sure if you remember this part about me, but I have a grandmother who I get to go see in just a few short months. Um, and she is a hunt, she just turned 101. And so as she was coming up a couple years back on her 100th birthday, I got to thinking about this a lot because I started thinking, how would I live my life differently? And I think as she was approaching 100, I had just turned 40. And I just got to thinking if I knew that I wasn't even like, I wasn't even close to halfway yet. If I knew I had that much time, what would I do differently today? And why would I live today if it's my last day, if I could live in a way that got me to a hundred, because the choices I was making on the days where I thought that it was my last day, I wasn't making the choices that were going to get me to a hundred. So this is why I've gotten really attached and excited about this exercise that I have done for myself many times over the past couple of years. And I do with all my clients where we paint the picture of what life looks like 10 years from now. And I believe I've done a podcast episode about this. So we will put that in the show notes. And before I ever create what I'm doing today, how what meals I'm eating this week, what 21-day checklist I'm creating, all of which is a, are really important parts of the the, pro, the flow process, the flow planning process. All these things are super important. But if I don't have that bigger picture, that why that's moving me forward, it's really hard for those lists and plans to be 
different, to be activated in a way that makes me feel really good and not feel like I'm less than or I'm not enough. Because the truth is I don't is I don't always get all the things done, but I know I'm moving toward this life, this this thing, and I'm moving towards my version of a hundred. <laughs> And that feels really good. So I've built this into the flow planning process. It's the 10 year plan isn't part of the planner, but the 90 day plan is. But, and all these plans of thinking sort of far out are what people get stumbled on. It's what feels like it takes a lot of upfront time and you know, everybody just wants to move into the checklist and the meal plan because of course we do. You know, we have limited time. We want to know what we're eating this week and all that good stuff. So I decided to create a challenge, a free challenge where I really broke it down, this process of planning your 10 years over the course of five days. So you're going to get a simple prompt every day. The first one is really simple. They're so simple that you have to remember to do them, but it's going to get you it's just going to start to create that habit. It's going to be me doing this doable change with you live for five days and you getting in that little habit of giving yourself some time to dream, to really understanding what it is that you want and understanding how to give yourself that space, even though you're a busy mom and you work and you pick up kids from school and you're driving all over the place, even though all that's true, you still have the ability to take this time for yourself. So that's what this challenge is about. And I will be there doing this with you. I want to be able to answer questions. I don't want to get I don't want anyone to get stuck feeling like they have to do this alone. So we'll have ways to join a conversation, but you can also I will be checking my inbox very frequently during this challenge and I just want you not to get stuck as you're making this plan. I want by the I want the end of this weekend cuz it's starting on Friday. I want you to really understand your dream, understand why you chose not to eat that piece of bread or why you are committed to moving your body every day. I want you to really understand that cuz it's the only sustainable way to do the little things we need to do every day. So you can sign up at plansimple.com slash dreambigchallenge. That link will also be in the show notes to this episode. And I'm super excited to see what it is you come up with. It's And it's interesting as we I bridge over into this conversation with Becky, one of the things that came up for me when I did this exercise with the ladies in Flow 365 a couple months back was that you know, I wanted energy and glowing skin was one of the things that was in my thing. And I, that was when I realized I didn't know, like I didn't understand how to do all that. And interestingly enough, I met Becky a couple weeks later. Um, you'll hear that she did a, a little event at my house. And so it was, it's just been fun to get to know her and understand what she has to share with the world. So Becky is a mom of two girls. You'll hear that story on the, you know what? She pretty much tells her story on the show. So I'm going to let, I'm just going to go right over and introduce you to Becky and let's talk about clean skincare. And I look forward to seeing all of you guys on the Dream Big Challenge. All right, let's meet Becky. Hey, Becky, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, hey, Mia. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. All right. So I'm really excited for all the topics that we're going to cover today, but let's start with your story and tell how many kids do you have? I forgot. I have two girls. Two girls. And are they teenagers? They sure are. They're 16 and 18. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So is the 18 year old still here or is she in college? The 18 year old is still here. Ah, and off off to college next? Yes, she is going to Holy Cross in the fall, which is... Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Ah, it is so crazy. It goes by so fast. I know. Everybody always tells you that. And and last night we were having this... I was having this conversation with my kids and I was thinking, feeling very young and like, you know, that I couldn't possibly have teenagers. And I was telling them that and they're like, mom, you're not cool. You're old. And I was like, what are you talking about? I am so cool. (laughs) My kids say that to me all the time. (laughs) You're not cool, mom. And I'm like, yes, I am. I'm so cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep thinking that, you know, and, and the truth is, is that they tell me 
a lot, you know, and much more than I think I ever told my parents. So I'm grateful. Yes, absolutely. So am I. So it's, it's a work in progress with these kids though. Yes. All right. So we are going to dive today into the topic of our skin and this idea that a lot of people here listening put a lot of time and energy into what we put in our bodies. And we're going to, uh, and just the idea that possibly what we're putting on our bodies is contradicting that or, you know, not as, as clean as what we think it might be. So that's, that's our topic and I'm super excited to dive into it. So tell me how you got into this. Like how did this catch your attention? Well, it's a great topic. And uh, what caught my attention, first of all, you asked me about my kids. Both of my girls are Japanese and are adopted. Mm -hmm. So I struggled with fertility for many years and could never get pregnant. So um, I have two adopted daughters. And uh, so part of that is um, why I eat so healthy and I am so concerned about what we put on our skin and what my kids and my girls put on our skin. Because I think a lot of what we are putting on our skin is, is hormone disrupting. And, um, I and so was it that experience that sort of got you thinking about it when you adopted your, like, when did you realize that what you were putting on your skin might not be, might be affecting more than just your skin? I think that was, you know, later I worried more about what we ate and what my girls ate. And um, we also were, uh, we've lived overseas twice. So okay. I don't know if you knew that, but we lived in India. And, and you see that we have so much in our food supply here that is not in other countries. And yeah. so, um, and then, you know, that being said, living in India, I always was, um, very concerned about sunscreen. And so I think I knew years and years ago when the kids were little and we were living in India, that sunscreen was toxic. And so I only used um, a sunscreen out of Australia, which was called Blue Lizard, which my kids would fight me on because it made them look like ghosts. I don't know <laughs> if I used that sunscreen, right? But, um, and so that was really my first um, exposure to, you know, realizing what we were putting on our skin um, was through sunscreen. And that's how I um, started out with Beauty Counter was, awesome. was because of the sunscreen. Awesome. Okay. So eventually Beauty Counter, because that was probably pre-Beauty beauty Counter, right? Or That was pre-Beauty yeah. Counter. Yeah. So, so then eventually this amazing company came out, which, which you work, for, work with now. So tell me a little bit about that. And, and I guess just for everyone listening, like, how do we know? You know, I, I feel like, you know, I shop at Whole Foods. Sometimes I would buy skincare. Like, how do we know what we're putting on our body? I know a big wake-up call for me was that, you know, my daughter and I both have celiac. And when someone told me that beauty products had gluten in them, I was like, wait, what? Because, <laughs> you know, our, our skin is such a big piece of like absorbing matter. And I was like, well, gosh, I go to such extent to keep gluten out of our diet. You know, I feel like I'm the crazy lady. Right. And I'm like, wait, and the shampoo and like the lip gloss and all these things actually had gluten in them. And, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was just shopping at, you know, the drugstore. Like I was buying what I thought was very clean product. Right, right. And um, so I think that being said is, you know, there has not been regulation since 1938 on the skincare industry and the personal care products. So um, you have to be quite careful of uh, no one is regulating what they're putting. You know, they may claim that it's natural and it's organic, but you really have to look at the ingredients that are listed on the products to see what they have in them. And don't just go by the label that it says it's organic or it's natural. Um, you know, and I'm sure you've seen that with when you're looking at products at Whole Foods, correct? Um, yeah, well, okay. So with food, my thing is, is if I, you know, the reason that I love fruits and vegetables is because there doesn't have to be a label. And when I am reading a label, my, my goal is like, I need to be able to pronounce the ingredients, right? So the second you get into things you can't pronounce, I get all freaked out. But I think it's a little bit different with the skincare is is it is that true? Like there's things that might look complicated that are fine and things that, that 
and other things that aren't fine. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So with, um, when, when I was introduced to beauty counter and when I, um, was discovering their sunscreen, which was the first product that I bought through beauty counter, I was given what was called a never list. Okay. And beauty counter puts off a never list that you can print out. And that's exactly what I did. I printed out the never list and I went home and I looked through all of my ingredients and, and, and saw these, they break it down very simply, these, these never lists, which, you know, parabens and um, the SLSs. And um, so I went through my products and, and I actually used that never, and I threw out things that, and I was shocked at how much I had to get rid of um, because our skin is our largest organ and I'm putting all this stuff on it. And so I started, you know, I just, I didn't actually throw it out right away. I just kind of moved it over and, mm-hmm. and made a pile and was blown away. And um, I continue with that never list. Um, and I have one in my car, in my pocketbook. And when I shop, I look at the ingredients and I check and I make sure that these ingredients are not in anything that I'm buying that's going to go on my skin or my girl's skin or my husband's. Got it. Okay. Um, and so, and we can get this, we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes, right? Like anybody yes, can go get that never list. All right. So we'll link to that in the show notes. Is there anything like glaring on that list? Like, can you give us three things that just are in a lot of the things that we might have that we just should know about today before we go download the whole list? Well, parabens, parabens are severe, you know, hormone disrupting. And I mean, those are all in your face cleansers, your body washes, your body lotions. Um, You know, I'm sure you've heard of the SLSs, um, which is the sodium lauryl sulfates. Okay. Uh, And what does that do? Um, that is really causes a lot of skin irritations. Okay. Um, and so those are also in your shampoo and your body wash. And the other one was, um, and, and I had this in my, my face moisturizers, uh, before I switched out was retinol, you know, and that's what you're getting from your dermatologist, you know, as you're getting older, I'm, I'm almost 50. And so I, you know, was trying to combat the the wrinkles. And, and then I didn't really realize that, you know, this is what my dermatologist had me using and, and it's not good for you. It's, you know. That brings up a really interesting point, actually. And it's funny because I don't, I'm like, a, a, in my whole clean living thing, I have found that I am a little bit more avoidant of going to the doctor in general, just because I go when I have to, and I do the checkups I'm supposed to do for all major things. But I used to go to the doctor to like get real day-to-day advice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, over the years of doing this, I've really learned to trust my body, um, which I'm hoping is what many, many women will do in the future. Yes. Because I think we have all of our answers if we just listened. But I do have this like little thing on my face. And so I'm going to go get it right after we get off. I'm headed over to the dermatologist who I haven't been to in like 10 years. And I was thinking like, I know I'm going to walk in there and there's going to be, you know, all these products that you're just not supposed to use. And Absolutely. so it's so interesting how I, how, what a disconnect there is, right, between what we're supposed, what 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 it would be good for us, and what those who we're looking up to think, you know, tell us is good for us. Right. Well, and we have to remember that they are, um, they need to perform those dermatologists because yeah. a lot of people want to go look better, and if they don't perform, they're not doing their job. And right, and, but it is, it is, um, most everything is not. Okay, so 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 sunscreen. Let, let's let's because we're airing this as we're heading into summer. Well, oh. sort of in New England. I feel like we're not quite in summer yet. It's rainy and dreary outside. But mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about sunscreen. So besides getting beauty counter, like what can people look for to make okay. sure that that's a good match for them? Absolutely. So we you really want to try to go for a mineral based sunscreen. So okay. sunscreens mostly that we use have what's called oxybenzone in it, which is um, a chemical that is not healthy for your body. And it's also not healthy for the environment. So, you know, uh, we just, Hawaii just banned with the help of beauty counter oxybenzone from uh, any of the sunscreens that they can sell in Hawaii because it is damaging to the coral reefs. And so um, it's, it's really important to, um, 
look at your sunscreens and make sure you're not putting oxybenzone on your skin and um, your children's skin and really try to find a um, sunscreen that is mineral-based. It's more of a physical barrier than a chemical barrier. And so you alluded to the fact of your girl's very ghost white faces. And one of the things that I find definitely with food, and I'm sure with skincare as well, is that the industries are trying to make things easier and easier and easier for us, right? So like the thing that puts me at wit's end is the idea that a meal would take five minutes to make because that's not true right. if you're being healthy, you know, and it should, it's, it's okay that it doesn't take five minutes. It was never supposed to take five minutes. And so I'm yep. thinking of those easy spray sunscreen. sunscreens and it's like, just because it's easy and you don't have to rub it in and like sand isn't going to get in your thing. Oh. That doesn't mean it's good. It's not good at all. No. And in, in many different, you know, it's not good to be breathing that in that aerosol. I mean that then you're taking oxybenzone and you're putting it in an aerosol form. And, you know, like we said, we have teenagers and we're always not cool and embarrassing. You know, if I am on the beach, I've actually had some lung health issues and if I'm on the beach and anyone is near me spraying that sunscreen, you know, I will literally say, can, can you move away from me a little bit, you know, and spray your sunscreen? Like, I don't want to be breathing that sunscreen. And, oh, my kids, they're just mortified. Mom, <laughs> please. And, and is there, is, are any of these versions, they're probably not waterproof either, right? Or not in the way that we've made ones like that you never have to put it re reapply all day long. Oh, absolutely not. But uh, you have to reapply your sunscreen. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you, it's, you know, you have to reapply your sunscreen at least every hour. Um, and, and the, the sunscreens are getting, you know, the, the, the one that we sell with beauty counter is um, rubs in much better. It doesn't give you that, that white hue. So the mm -hmm. girls, my daughters are much more apt to use it now. We did come out with a mist. So if you are looking for sunscreens, you know, look for one that is not an aerosol, but you can spray it. It's a mist and it actually sprays out. You actually see the white sunscreen. Oh, Go interesting. Miss on. And, and that, I actually prefer it because um, it is easier to apply, but you also see where you're missing. You yeah. know, some of those other sunscreens, you don't see where you're missing. So when you do have a little bit of a, you know, mineral base and a physical blocker, you know, uh, the zinc oxides, you know, you can see actually where you've missed. Yes, I know. It's funny because, you know, I have three kids and my first, my husband's Colombian. So he has like the skin that doesn't burn. Mm -hmm. And my first two sort of got that. And then my, and so it was like, if I was a bad mom and didn't, and forgot to reapply or whatever, it didn't really matter at the end of the day with them. And then I had my third, who's the whitest thing ever. <laughs> and, and so you, I've had those moments where I'm like, darn, I really missed that spot on the back or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it, it's mostly important to reapply, especially if you've been in the water quite yep. a bit. Okay. So sunscreen makes so much sense to me as something to really clean up because not only is it on your skin, but it sounds like it helps the environment. And plus the, the sun just isn't good for our skin. So it feels like that has so many different good applications. And then, so if someone's listening to this and is feeling overwhelmed at the idea of getting rid of, because we're talking makeup, we're talking creams, we're talking shampoo. Like, so if we're like, oh yeah, like, wow, there must be a lot that I need to clean up. Where, right. where do you start? It is, well, it is incredibly overwhelming. So um, you think about the things that you're actually leaving on your skin. So yep. you want to start with those, like, you know, the, the lotions, the sunscreens. Oh, um, that's a great filter. I love that. Right. As opposed, you then can start weaving in down the road, the things that you're washing out, like the shampoos and conditioners. But yep. really focus on the things that you're leaving on your skin that are really soaking into your largest organ. I mean, those are the where you start. And, you know, not everybody can start with, um, you know, an easy way to start is, is coconut oil. Yeah. Coconut oil is a great, you know, it's a great moisturizer. It's a great way to take off your makeup. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, you know, so if you don't want to go out and buy a bunch of new products, go out and buy a jar of coconut oil. Yep. You know, go use some of your olive oil. 
Yeah. You know, and it and it's easy to make natural little body scrubs, you know, get some sugar and some coconut oil and put some, you know, some flour, you know, extracts or you know whatever and and make a body scrub. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's kind of my analogy. I've always wanted to do an infographic of a loaf of bread. <laughs> from like stop and shop because if you look at the ingredients of like a processed loaf of bread it's crazy how many ingredients are in it that you can't even pronounce you know and then if you go to a bakery and that bread costs probably like cheap right it's under a dollar sometimes and then you go to a bakery and there's like a real loaf that just has flour water and some yeast in it and it's you know ten dollars and you're just kind of like oh interesting, but like it doesn't need all those chemicals in it, right? It's not supposed to last for that long. It's not supposed to not get moldy, you know? And, and it's, that reminds me of the skin thing and that sometimes we just have made it so complicated. We have and, made, yeah. yeah. And that, that simple thing, it's funny because my, I have a teenage son and at some point I was like, I just need, you know, he clearly needs to moisturize his face. He like started to shave or whatever. And I ended up buying him, now I'm going to forget what it's called. What's the um, shea butter? Okay. Yeah. Um, and because it's non-clogging and it was not expensive and, you know, it was fine. It was his fine first step, you know, since then we've upgraded, but, <laughs> but it was like a good first step just to get him putting something simple on his, mm-hmm. on his face. So it's interesting. Like teenagers, it's interesting because, you know, they do then start to get the acne and, you know, it's, it's, um, parents go straight out and they go to the dermatologist or they go and they get the proactive or the, the, you know, they go and get them on. What's the, what's the, it's like acid. uh, It's like not acetone. That's a nail polish remover, but it's, um, you know, it's a drug you take to kind of combat acne, you know, and it's, those things are just so, you know, terrible for your liver and for your body. And, you know, it's, but everybody is so concerned on appearance. Yeah. You know, they're so concerned. Oh my gosh, my son has a few, you know, pimples on their face. Well, that, that's part of growing up. Yeah. And it goes away. I mean, right. It goes away. Yeah. I think most adults who complain about having acne is, will explain to you that it came on as an adult, not that it stayed ever since they were a teenager. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So it's Uh, just hormones and it's like, they need to process it and not clog it or stop it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So those are the easiest ways. I know it can be, you know, it's like trying to clean out your pantry and cleaning out your personal care is, it can be seem very daunting, but start slow and, you know, look at that never list. And, um, the great thing about beauty counter is that we have on our website, when you look at our products, every ingredient is listed. Um, So you can see, and, and it'll say for allergies. So my oldest daughter is severely allergic to um, tree nuts and peanuts. Okay. And it'll say if there's a nut in there or, you know, the coconut, you know, she is not allergic, thank God, to coconut, but it'll say if there's coconut oil in the in ingredients. And so that's, that's great with our site because it will, they disclose every ingredient that is put into their products. I love that. And how, like... For anyone who's listening and is like, but I don't have issues with any of that stuff. Like, I feel like skincare is even harder than food because it really is like a long-term thing, right? It's like, is there like, is there studies? Is there science behind the fact that what we're putting on our skin is leading to yucky stuff later on? Like, oh yeah, I mean, so well, we know that one in two men and one in three women will be diagnosed with cancer and. Yeah. and Time and the increase of breast cancer that is out there. How many more women are getting breast cancer? And that is not really correlated to the BRCA gene. So it's environmental. I mean, we're seeing and all these children that are, you know, have um, ADHD and asthma and um, autism. You know, it's autism. I mean, this is all environmental. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, it is caused, you know, so in in the um, EU, they ban over 1,400 ingredients from their personal care products. And when I started with Beauty Counter, we we banned 11 in the U.S. And through through Greg Renfrew, who is our um, 
own founder of the beauty counter, we we're now up to 30 ingredients that have been banned in the U S. How many did you say in Europe? In the Europe, it's uh, 1400. So I think that's what's shocking. So, and so that's similar to food because we have the same issue that like, if you walked into, I don't even know what, if they have target in the EU, but I think they have Kmart's whatever. If you get the same exact cookie, here or there in the same exact store. If you read the ingredient list, they're actually different. They're 100%. Different. Yeah, because things have been banned there that have not been banned here. And if you get a, a Coca-Cola or an orange soda that is an American brand over there, the Coca-Cola is um, a natural coloring in you know it's in their Coca-Cola. It's not the caramel color number yeah. or whatever. It's not... Yeah. You know, in the orange soda, it's turmeric. It's not the, you know, it's not the orange number five, red dye, orange dye number five. Yep. Um, And it's the same with skincare. I've had many people say to me, but I wear Chanel. Yes. Or I use, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, an Italian brand, a, a French brand, and but they're buying it here in the U.S. I said it is entirely made different. It's yeah. made in, in Europe differently than it's made here. It's made here with chemicals in it that we allow in our country and that's it's cheaper to make it that way. So we can buy beauty counter or go on a trip to Paris and right. go shopping right. for skincare, right? right? <laughs> so, and there's also been, you know, 80,000 chemicals introduced to commerce that, you know, since 1978, less than 2% have been tested on human health. Yeah. So, so we don't know yet. Like, so the real answer is that we really, we, we just see that all this is happening. Actually, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, I think I was listening to Gwyneth Paltrow's podcast and I'm blanking on who they were interviewing, but he was saying that the statistic, it used to be that you mentioned one in two men get cancer and one in three women, but he was saying the statistic actually just went up to one in two women. Oh, did so, it really? so it's like crazy, right? I mean, that's insane. That's really insane. It really is insane. And men men need to be just as aware of what they're putting on their skin. Um, I have just um, read an article that was talking about sperm health in men. Yeah. It's decreased by 50% yeah. in the last 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I feel like men a little bit have the advantage that probably they do less <laughs> for their skin because somehow we've been marketed that we need to do all right. this stuff but and wear all this makeup. Using, but They're still using deodorant. They're yeah. still using, you know, they're shaving. Um, you know, and, and deodorant is another, you know, key thing. We don't sell a deodorant because, great, they haven't been able to perfect it quite yet. But mm-hmm. deodorant is, is very important to clean up. Um, and really get something that is does not have the um, I can't I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the chemical that's in it. Okay, um, but you know those are your lymph nodes are right in your armpits. Yes, it's really important to be using a safe deodorant. Interesting. That's the thing. That was like the first thing we cleaned up like twenty years ago. My husband just hated deodorant. Um, I know. I know, but it's a hard thing to do because people really have a hard time with it. They say, well, then I smell. I think your body adjusts once you stop using that. I think your body does adjust. It does adjust. Yeah, because I don't don't think I smell all the time, or at least I hope I don't. (laughs) I mean, I do use a deodorant, but I use like a spray that's from Europe and it's like basically essential oils and water, I think, or something. Okay, and and I have found a great deodorant. You might want to put this in the show notes, which is Type A, Mm. Type A deodorant. It's a... Um, my girls both use it. They, they both play sports. They find that it works great. A, is that what you said? Type A. Type A. Okay. We'll look it up and put that in the show notes. We'll get that from you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so Greg Renfrew, who started, um, beauty counter is, um, she started beauty counter six years ago after watching a movie called the inconvenient truth. Mm-hmm. And um, she realized, you know, what was happening. You know, she was just horrified what was going on with our environment and what. And she, um, she was somebody that was in the fashion industry. She also owned a company, the Wedding Planner, and oh, how funny! Sold that to Martha Stewart, and she sat back and thought. And she's an entrepreneurial. That's how she she operates. And she thought, what can I do to to um, what can I do and to change, you know, the environment, to try to make it a cleaner environment. And then she was putting 
a foaming oatmeal wash on her kids and looked at it and realized that it had all these chemicals in it, but yet it said it was natural. So she started this company. So not only does she, she wanted a safe, safe skincare line that was high performing, was luxurious, um, you know, that really could be sold in any of these type, you know, stores like a Neiman Marcus or a Nordstrom's. Um, but she also wanted to fight for safe skincare for everyone. And so she, we do a lot of, Beauty Counter does a lobby, a lot of lobbying in DC. She is trying to get regulation change so that everyone can know what's in their products and that not, you know, not everybody can afford Beauty Counter products. And she wants everybody to have, be able to have safe products. Yeah, I love that. And it's interesting though, I, let's, let's dive into that a little bit because what's interesting to me, and I have to admit, like I was like, whoa, like I'm going to spend all this on my skincare because I do use beauty, beauty counter now. Yes. But, um, but what's interesting is that it's just a mindset of like what's important and that got really askew at some point. So the same holds true with food and it's really about budgeting for the, for the things that matter to our body. And maybe we don't need every little thing, right? Like maybe we don't need a, you know, six step process that we are going to buy at CVS. Maybe we just have a soap and a cream or whatever, you know, like we don't have to make it complicated, but there's a way to, to make it work. You know, you know, I don't, I, there was a phase where I would go out and buy juice every day. Now I make juice. Like there's different ways that you can make things less expensive, like the coconut oil, but it doesn't mean that we have to have chemicals. Right. Absolutely. We do not need to have chemicals and people need to, you know, we are going to age. It's part of our process. We're going to have wrinkles and you have to, you know, there's a lot of women that don't want to have wrinkles, but I, I don't want to get rid of my wrinkles. It shows, it tells my story. And I, you know, women need to embrace that and be happy with what they look like and not worry about covering their face with so much makeup and, and know that they're beautiful without all of that. You, you guys aren't looking at Becky right now, but she's beautiful and she doesn't look, she doesn't look 50. <laughs> Did you say and you were she just 50? rolled out of bed? But, um, <laughs> but I say that to my kids, you don't need all that makeup on your face. Just you're gorgeous as you are. So, and I think, you know, all the magazines, all the TV shows and everybody's so made up. We just yeah. need to embrace our naturalness and the wrinkles around our eyes and our foreheads. And I love it. No. Okay. So I'm a big detective around how women spend their days, especially moms. So let's talk a little bit about, I didn't know the whole part actually about you living all over the world. So that's really cool. Very so did, did you, when you found Beauty Counter, were you already in, in Massachusetts? I had moved back from India when I found Beauty Counter. Okay. And what, like, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Had, had you worked in a corporate job? Like, what was your situation? Were you a mom? Like, how did you, how, did, so I, how were you like, I want to do this? Yeah. So no, I had not worked in a corporate job. I had left um, my corporate job when my husband and I moved to Japan. Okay. So we moved to Japan for his job and that's when we were doing fertility. So we continued our fertility treatment in Japan and then hence why we have two Japanese daughters. I love it. (laughs) We moved back to the U.S. when Caroline was three months old. Um, That's my oldest. And then we adopted Kate, um, our second daughter, when Caroline was two and she's also from Japan. And then when Kate was 18 months and, and Caroline was four years old, Steve said, I just, and I was home with the kids because I wanted to be home with the girls. And mm-hmm. um, he said he had an opportunity to go to India. And so up, we up and moved to India. And, and as an expat, you know, he was working there and, you know, I did not work in India and I enjoyed every second. That sounds amazing. Yeah, amazing country, amazing people. So it wasn't until... I got back to the U.S. when the girls were in second grade in kindergarten um, that I kind of, um, it was a few years after that, um, that I found the Beauty Counter sunscreen, was introduced to the, the, the sunscreen and the Never List. And, and then I thought, you know, I love Beauty Counter's mission and it's to get safe products in the hands of everybody. And it's, 
And I ended up wanting to join that mission and I want to be, you know, changing this regulation and I want to be um, educating people. Um, I was always educating my friends on food because I always made my girls baby food and I've always fed, we've always eaten incredibly clean and healthy. And I think this is a whole nother way of educating people. Of, and, and I love that. Um, yeah. So that's what really drew me into Beauty Counter was not necessarily selling the products. I love that. And I, who doesn't love some extra money? But it was really the, the educating and the advocating that, um, that drew me into that company. I love it. And so, okay, so how long has it been? Three years. Three years. Okay. And so tell us like what your days, days look like a little bit. So I, you guys, I met Becky because three friends told me I needed to meet Becky. And so before I even met her, I invited her to my house for part of this Christmas sale I was doing, which is a fun thing that I do here. So, so, so she was in my home. Um, and then I became hooked on her products. So you were stay at home mom for Mm -hmm. seven years or something, right? If she was in second grade, you were moving. So what that transition back, what was that like going into what, what, how did that change your world? Like, how did you integrate this into your life, you know, raising kids and, and how did you, I'm just curious about, you know, how that changed your days. Right. Well, so my days were changed just, um, you know, my girls, when I started beauty counter were in school. So I did most of my work during the day while yeah. they were in school. Um, I have a lot of friends that actually women that I know that that are um, selling beauty counter that have little ones and they incorporate it in during nap times during, you know, carpool lines. They do it in the evenings, you know, when the kids are in bed. A lot of the women, you know, have another job and are doing two jobs and raising kids and they sneak it in because it's it's really important for them to educate people. And And the great thing is, and I've learned, especially when I've been using your planner, which has been so fabulous for me. (laughs) So, um, so I have your planner, which I absolutely love. And I, um, you know, I schedule 15 minute increments. I, you know, 15 minutes here for a a phone call or 15 minutes or 30 minutes for, you know, three or four emails. And it's easier to kind of block my time out and, and I don't spend hours at a time. I just spend little times, little 15-minute increments here and there. So, so what grades were your girls in when you started this? They were in like middle school? So they were in middle school and Caroline was a freshman. But it's I- interesting because I feel like, you know, sometime around fifth to seventh grade, it just, I don't know if this was part of what you were feeling, but I, start, I, I felt it with my oldest among moms it's like people who've been in the corporate world and just like slogging along the whole time and feeling probably a little disconnected from their kids and stay-at-home moms both of them like I feel like it's at that stage where we're really like gosh I need something with more purpose Mm -hmm. um and that is actually why I love 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 the business model that is beauty counter for people who aren't like the founder who are you know serial entrepreneurs Um, because I feel like that's not everyone. I feel like every mother is so creative and so amazing (laughs) and so able to juggle so many things. More than you can really give ourselves credit for. Oh my gosh. We're just like the most amazing, like, it's just the most amazing. I think part of our species is a, is a mom and like what we can do and take care of all at the same time. It's, it's quite stunning. Absolutely. And I really feel like this business model and you know, I feel like it got a little bit of a bad rap somewhere, but I'm, I'm thinking it's not from the mom part <laughs> of, no. of the, of the, of the thing or, or, you know, or those companies, because I know there's so many great companies now. And it, what's so interesting is you've talked about like the mission of like changing, let, let, uh, you know, changing laws and really educating people on their skin. And I feel like there's just so many great, companies, you know, whether it's clothing or essential oils or nutrition that are really doing this. And it's just such a cool role for moms. Well, and I think women, and I think the, um, I think shopping has taken a different avenue. And I think people, you know, you, you, your friend tells you about the latest, um, collagen powder they're putting in their smoothies and, 
you know, everything is, is really word of mouth and, you know, and then people, that's how people shop more these days. Well, and I mean, it is so much more efficient to text to text you than to go to like Neiman Marcus or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's a really good way as a mom to be more efficient and like end up on the sidelines of your kid's soccer game. And that is why um, Greg Renfrew went and did a a direct retail brand. You know, she wasn't, you know, she had been in this industry. She could have easily just caught, you know, gotten it into stores, but how do you tell, how do you educate people if it's, if you have to buy it at a store, you know? So this is why she went into the direct brand is that we can, you know, tell it person to person. You, the best way is just to, you know, educate people. And And it's really the way it's really, I think the way we work as women, right? Like we've been doing this always and, it got a little bit lost, I feel like, as we, I don't know, and like with wanting to go get, I mean, I think as women, we sort of naturally wanted to get back to work. We wanted to do these things. And a little of that got lost because we thought we had to do it the way that men do it. <laughs> right. Um, but but it's our natural thing. It's our natural thing to like share what dishwashing detergent we're using. Like that's just how we operate. It is. It is. And and, it, and it's a great way to, you know, you can weave a business into your nooks and crannies of your day and, yep. and you don't have to get dressed up and go to a corporate job. And that's, you know, it's empowering for, for, yep. mom, for women. So at this point, three years in, you're, you're making money. I'm making money. You're still there for your girls. Absolutely. I am still there making their lunches and their breakfast because I still, even though one is going to be leaving my nest, I still, <laughs> it's so important to eat healthy in the morning and I don't like them eating the school lunches. So yep. she's going to be eating on her own and making great choices. But right now I, you know, yep. um, and as soon as they leave, I get some exercise in and then I start doing a little bit of my beauty counter and a little bit of my laundry and, you know, weaving it in. Yeah, I and love it, that. It's great. And then when they get home from school after their sports, I spend great quality time with them. And I'm home and I'm here with them. Yeah. And to me, that's super important. And I realize in a few years, I'm going to be an empty nester. <laughs> and then it will look different. Maybe you'll be traveling around the world doing this. <laughs> yeah, doing this. But I will continue to do this because I love educating people. I love, you know, informing them of what, how we can you know, lead a healthier life. Um, It's been really, really um, empowering for me. It's been really great. Okay. I love that. So, and, but I had one more question actually Mm -hmm. about the, about products, because I feel like we talked and we're going to, everyone's going to go find that sheet of nevers, but is there anything that we should be looking for in ingredients? Like, is there anything that's really good that we're missing out in the, you know what I mean? Like, is there anything that's included in many of the beauty counter? Well, a lot of the beauty counter, I mean, their, their stuff is, is super high performing and, you know, we have a lot of, um, I mean, most everything is botanical. Um, we have about 80%, let me say of our products, 80% of the ingredients are natural and about 20% are synthetic, but are safe. Um, okay are safe synthetics. And, um, you know, I love our cleansing balm that has this cranberry seed, raspberry seed oil in it. Um, I put it on my night, my face every single night before I go to bed. And, um, it's just an amazing product, but, um, raspberry seed oil. Yeah. It's raspberry seed and cranberry seed, um, is in our cleansing balm, which is fabulous. Okay. Got it. I, I ha- you know what? It's so funny. Cause I, that is one of the things I have <laughs> and I left it at my parents <laughs> like a month ago and I keep telling my mom to send it and I haven't gotten it yet. So I'm about oh, to go back. I'm about yes. to go back and reclaim it. Cause I love it. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a wonderful product, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's definitely a good one. What are some of your other favorites? So sunscreen, the cleansing balm, do you have two other things to share with us that are some of your favorite things? Uh, well, I absolutely adore our dew skin, which is our tinted moisturizer. Okay. That has um, SPF of 20 in it. So that's like a makeup it's type a thing. Makeup, Got yes, it. I think I have that too. And then we have an overnight resurfacing peel that you um, 
put on and you leave on and you sleep in it and you can, I put my cleansing balm over it and it's really changed my skin. My skin just, I started using it. I use it maybe three or four nights a week and, and I've seen remarkable change. And one thing coming out is we are going to be, our anti-aging line is going to be coming, um, being redone and it's going to have a natural retinol in it. And that's going to be really quite exciting. Um, I love that. Okay. So how can our listeners find you? Okay. First of all, and get that list because I want everyone to go get that list. Okay. So they can find me on my website, which is www.beautycounter.com slash Becky Coolman. Yep. And we'll put that link in the show notes. Right. And, and then, then yep. they can find the never list. Okay. And um, yeah. And beauty counter has um, four channels of sales. So we do direct sales through our consultants and which is, you know, what I am. Mm-hmm. And we also have pop-ups. Um, so I don't, I wanted the listeners to know that we have a pop-up on Nantucket and <laughs> we're opening up a pop-up in Denver and we just opened one brick and mortar store in New York City in Soho. Oh, cool. And then um, obviously you can shop online, which is, you know, super easy. Yep. And then we also um, have some strategic partnerships with like um, Goop. Yeah. Uh, some of our products, J. Crew. Um, we did a capsule with Target. I don't know if you knew that or I did know that. I was wondering because uh, I remember it was in, is it always in Target? It's not. It's not right now. But, um, you know, I'm sure those, uh, another capsule may, might come down the road. I'm not, yep. I'm not sure about that. But that was really a great way to introduce people to the products and, and, um, and get people to try them, you know? And so, yep. um, Okay. And so I have one other question and this relates back to the business model. So say a listener knows somebody who does this, let's give them advice of what their next step should be. Wait, say that one more time. Somebody listening has somebody in their community who they know sells beauty counter, right? They should be going to them. Correct. Yes. Anyone who knows nobody should definitely be coming to Becky. But one of the things I feel like I love about this business model is that there are people sprinkles all over who oh, are taking over. up this mission. And it's so amazing to like find somebody in your community who you can talk to, you know, if you know somebody in your community and really support women. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we have to support each other, right? Yeah. I mean, and um, yeah, so there's somebody in your community and if there's not, I can help you. And I love I'm always on, um, having phone calls with women or meeting them for coffee or traveling to go see them and bringing the products and explaining and, and having those friends gather some friends Yeah, and, and sitting around the kitchen table and, and having a conversation of just, you know, of educating. And, and this is, you know, very important to clean up what we're putting on our skin and being aware of it, yeah. just, just being aware. Yeah. You know, some people are aware and they don't care. And that's, you know, that's their choice. But you have to make people aware of what, yep. of how important it is. I love that. And, and I love, you know, that's what I, my favorite part is, is going to women. And I, I will travel anywhere to go uh, meet you and your friends. But getting your friends together, you know, having some coffee or a glass of wine and just educating and, um, you know, I do bring my products and that's always the icing on the cake is if they want to buy the products, but it's not always just about that. It's about the information. I love that. And I, I that's, it's one of the things I actually love about this whole business model is I feel like it's built, well, I mean, when it works, which it usually is, if it's like a mainly woman inspired company, um, is I love the yeah, generosity. I love the generosity. Yes, yes. You know, um, because this is the way that we're going to change the world. Right, absolutely. And, and I'm, you know, and right now I'm hiring, I'm looking for people to join my team so that we can grow the amount of women. Because, you know, women join together and we can move mountains. I mean, look yep. how women started mad. And, and women are the ones that change the seatbelt laws. 
Yeah. And women joining together and joining this movement with me, we are going to change the laws for the personal care industry. I love it. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. Well, and that's why I love, but that's why I love that we're doing it from the grassroots too, because it's so clear that like the legislation is so hard to change. But if nobody wants those products, eventually supply and demand, they just go away, right? So it's like you kind of need to be working at both ends of the spectrum. And, and, you know, five years ago, people really weren't talking about it as much as people are talking about clean beauty now. Yeah. Clean beauty's here. It's it's going to stay. I mean, it's the future. Yep. And, um, you know, you, it's, um, you know, we... Clean everything because we're living in such a toxic environment. It's unreal. <laughs> clean up what we can, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and take little steps, you know. Yep. One thing you can do is take your shoes off at the front door, mm. you know. Leave those, leave those toxin, toxic things that get on the bottom of your shoes. Leave them at the front door. I love that. We do that. And I always thought I did it because um, I didn't like vacuuming as much. Yeah, <laughs> but think about I that. love that it also helps me be less toxic. Absolutely. 100%. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Becky. This um, was hugely enlightening. And I hope that we really shifted someone's knowledge about what they put on their skin. Great. Well, it was really, really fun. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. At the end of every episode, me and my wonderful team choose three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where real change happens. And action just makes the whole process, the whole practice of learning how to live your truest, best life so much more fun. Is that the way you say it? Okay. So here are three possible doable changes from this episode. And the reason I say possible is because as always, I encourage you to choose one thing, one thing that you really commit to. You decide you're going to schedule it in your life. You're going to plan for it. You're going to play with it. You're really going to experiment for a week and figure out how to make that thing work for you. And then you can move on to the next thing. Okay. So from this episode, we have three things. Number one, check out The Never List. Grab a copy of The Never List, which is linked in the show notes for this episode, and then start checking the labels of products you already have. Set aside those with ingredients on The Never List. Read the label of every product you buy. You can start making changes to what you buy or simply start by getting aware of how many dangerous chemicals you are putting on your skin. And this is not to make us all feel hugely bad or like we've messed up our whole existence. This is just to get us aware and start making better choices moving forward. Because as Becky so wonderfully explained, Our skin is our largest organ, so we have to be just as nice to it as we're trying to be to our gut. Okay, doable change number two. Make a plan to clean up your products. So you guys know I love a plan. Plans just make things so much easier to follow through on. So just spend a week really understanding what needs to happen. Maybe you start with things that stay on your skin, like Becky described, and then you go from there. Put dates in your calendar. This does not all have to happen in a week. All the dates don't have to happen in a week. You're planning for when they will happen so that you give yourself time to purge and to get what you need. And remember, it does not all have to be expensive. You don't have to replace everything you have. For a simple swap that doesn't involve buying new products, you could try using things like coconut oil on your skin. Becky even talks about mixing up some sugar and possibly flour extracts to make a simple body scrub. Cooking body stuff, scrubs and elixirs and all sorts of stuff in the kitchen is so much fun. I have not covered it that much on on the Plan Simple website, but you can Google it and find so many fantastic ideas of how to cook your products in the kitchen. Okay, number three, take your shoes off. 
This is a good one. This is an easy one. You could do this. There are lots of ways that we are exposed to toxins. So try taking your shoes off when you come in the door to reduce what you track in to your house. And I love this one because I have been taking, we have been taking our shoes off forever and ever. And I always feel bad when like my parents' generation comes in because it's not their thing. But I do it anyway, mostly because it just makes me have to vacuum a little bit less. But I love that it's actually helping our house be more toxin-free. So those are the three doable changes from this episode. And I will see you guys on a special episode little series that's starting on Friday where we're going to have a five-day challenge where we build uh, your dreams. We build your dreams over the course of five days. So hopefully you've signed up for that because you'll get a little bit more if you do this in a way that you get the emails in your inbox, but you can also just tune in here and get the prompts and do them in your journal. So I will see you back here on Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.